everyone, it's Maria here. And on behalf of Simon and I, I'd just like to thank you for checking out our podcast. Before we get into things, I just want to let you know that this is only part of our online mini service. To check out the full service and find out more about Everyone Church, head to our website at everyonechurch.com.au. Hope you can check it out and see the full service. But for now, let's get into the podcast. Last week, we introduced the topic of the promise and the process. And we shared about how God is faithful and worthy of trust. And we see through his word that his promises are sure and they come to pass. But it is often the case that uh, in the journey between where we are and where God is taking us, we often get discouraged. And it's like, uh, let's bring the graphic back because I love the graphics, right? It's like right here, this is where we are right now or where we have been. And over here is the promises of God or where God is taking us. And this bit in between, that's called the journey, the process towards the promise. And the journey is full of ups and downs and mountains and valleys and trials and tribulations. And we love the promises of God. Oh, we love it. But we often brush over the processes of God. Uh, We love the destination. We don't always love the journey. It's because in the journey, that that brings pain. Uh, the, The journey brings a lack of familiarity. The journey requires faith and action. And the journey is often through the valley. And anyone can believe a promise at the beginning. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of the easy part, but can you make it to the end? And, and the big point we, we shared was that the God of the promise is also the God of and in the process. And we can't get discouraged in the process. It's like our salvation, you know, when uh, we can begin and receive the miracle of salvation by faith right now, right in this moment. If you haven't become a Christian, you can start that journey right now, instantaneously. But you receive the finished work of salvation, eternal life, and it's like a one-day thing, and it's an everyday thing. It's It's a process towards a promise. And so we must know that the God of the one day is also the God of the every day. The everyday. And we love when God delivers something suddenly. It's like in the moment. It's like, yeah, I, I, I received my salvation and boom, I'm in heaven in the moment. It doesn't work like that. And we know uh, God can, of course, there has been times in his word and, and, and in our lives where God intervenes and suddenly something happens and it's a miracle and it's like amazing. But for every and suddenly of God, there's a multitude of and slowlies of God. But We must not forget to trust God in the midst of the process, the end slowlies. Uh, He's the God of the end suddenlies and the end slowlies. Amen. So promise and process. Now that we've spent some time introducing this and and really kind of churn up the ground, uh, like let's uh, dive into some biblical examples of how promise and process takes place and apply it to our lives. And our core scripture today is in John chapter 4, verse 46 to 53. Now, we've put it in the notes section if you're in our live room. Uh, If you're not, find it on your phone because we're going to be referring back to these scriptures throughout this whole uh, sermon. So I'm going to read the whole thing and then we're going to break it down, okay? So it goes like this. I'm reading in the New Living Translation, by the way. It goes like this. As he traveled through Galilee, he came to Cana, where he had turned the water into wine. 
there was a government official in nearby Capernaum whose son was very sick. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum and heal his son, who was about to die. Jesus asked, Will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? The official pleaded, Lord, please come now before my little boy dies. Then Jesus told him, Go back home. Your son will live. And the man believed what Jesus said and started home. While the man was on his way, some of his servants met him with the news that his son was alive and well. He asked them when the boy had begun to get better, and they replied, Yesterday afternoon at one o'clock his fever suddenly disappeared. Then the father realized that that was the very time Jesus had told him, Your son will live. And he and his entire household believed in Jesus. So let's break this down. Who was this official? We don't know exactly, but we do know he was an officer uh, in Herod's service because that was uh, who was overseeing that area. And we, we know he lived in Capernaum and a township on the north side of the Sea of Galilee, some 40 kilometers away from where this meeting with Jesus took place. And as we read in verse 47, it says, when he had heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went a 40 kilometer journey of faith to Jesus. Like why travel 40 kilometers, right? They didn't have cars or, or trains. Like this was a, a serious journey that would have taken quite a while. Uh, he was obviously desperate and in need of a miracle. And it shows us that in verse 47, it says that he begged Jesus to come to Capernaum and heal his son who was about to die. So this desperate father, a desperate plea, this is like life and death. You know, this is, this is a desperate situation. So let's continue in verse 49 now. The official pleaded, Lord, please come now before my little boy dies. Then Jesus told him, go back home, your son will live. And the man believed what Jesus said and started home. He believed what Jesus said and he started home. Just as Jesus told him to do, 40 kilometers back home. This is faith in action. We see a great example here. Uh, not, not the moving of mountains or the calling down of walls. No, this is the step-by-step -step faith journey of a desperate father, believing Jesus at his word and moving. And, on that journey, on that process towards a promise. This desperate father shows us an amazing example of this promise and process, right? Jesus said it, he believed it, and he started moving in obedience, just as Jesus had said. He didn't see anything and there was no indication that he felt anything. There was no lightning from heaven or splitting of the skies. No, his wife if he had a wife, uh, he couldn't text him an update of how his son was doing. No. And, and, and also the journey, because Jesus spoke to him in the afternoon, uh, was a long journey. And he had to stop overnight because his servants find him the next day. Right. So he, he it means he had to sleep on it or camp uh, because it was dangerous to travel. Imagine that, like sleeping on a promise from Jesus, not knowing what's coming the next day. 
just holding on to his words. There's no instantaneous tangible miracle here like like we see in other cases where Jesus heals a leper and it just happens. No, no, it didn't just happen, just like oh, it happened. We find out that it did happen, but f- from the father's perspective, it didn't just happen before his eyes, but something did happen. He heard something, right? Uh, he heard the words of the word himself saying to him, go back home, your son will live. And he took Jesus at his word. It says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Now the context of that verse is referring to the Israelites and how they had heard the gospel, but they hadn't believed. And there's a real uh, a connection between hearing and believing. You can't believe in something you haven't heard, right? And here, this desperate father, he heard the word. And he believed. What are you hearing today? What are you hearing in your heart, in your soul, in your mind? What are you listening to? Uh, What are you clinging your faith and hope to? We read last week in Romans 15, verse 13, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's important to know Jesus and his word as your source of hope. What's your source of hope? This father heard the word, moved on the word, and slept on the words of Jesus. What was he thinking about on this journey? Like uh, as he rested his head to sleep at night. We don't know exactly, but I, I know, I'm sure, that he was thinking about his son, his little boy, Desperate for his little boy's healing. I have two sons. Man, desperate. Talk about the the desperation of a father traveling. I'm sure he was thinking about his son. And I'm also sure he was thinking about what Jesus had said to him. Your son will live. Your son will live. Your son will live. Sleeping on the words of Jesus resting on his promise, on the process towards the promise. Have you ever had to sleep on the promises of God? <laughs> Man, I have. I have. My wife and I, we, we've, we've had journeys uh, where of faith. We're in a journey of faith right now where we are believing God and we rest our head at night knowing, hey, listen, Lord, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to establish a church in the MacArthur region. And, or even uh, uh, one time in our life, we, we, uh, our first pregnancy was a miscarriage. And it was tragic and, and, and heartbreaking. And, and you know, we went for our ultrasound and we found out we had lost our baby. We didn't know. We didn't know that we had lost it. It was a, what they call a missed miscarriage where there was no signs of it or anything like that. And I remember we came home. We had surgery booked the next morning. We came home. We went to sleep. Well, we tried to sleep. In fact, there were many nights after that that I would actually come into this very room here because I couldn't sleep. Uh, you know, we decked out this room now and put up some plants, and you know, this is where we do. This is where we're church planting now in 2021 in lockdown, out of our spare bedroom. But I would come into this room often uh, throughout that journey of grief and loss, and I would, man, like I would 
lay on my face before God. I would worship him despite the circumstances. I would say, Lord, I trust you. I would say, Lord, I'm mad at you. I'm annoyed right now. <laughs> and I would, I, I just remember holding on to the hope that one day we would have children and trusting God that, hey, I don't know what's going on right now, Lord. I don't know why you're doing this. I don't know what has happened, but I'm trusting you. I'm, I'm trusting you. And I remember going back to bed and literally it's like sleeping on the promises of God, sleeping on my source of hope. It was tough. It was, it was a tough time. That's, that's the process, right? And now look at us. We have two amazing, healthy young boys who drive us crazy, particularly in lockdown. But that's the journey, right? Have you ever had to sleep on the promises of God? And if you're believing for something, can I encourage you? There is power in meditating on the scriptures. There's power in, in seeking God. Don't just allow your worries and anxiety and grief and loss to just overwhelm you. No, take it. If it's going to overwhelm you, let it overwhelm you in the presence of Jesus. Take it to him. Take it to him. Find the spare room in your house. Take it to him. He is not intimidated by your situation, right? So this father sleeping on the promise of Jesus. And we read the cool ending in verse 51. When the man was on his way, so this is the next, the next morning, still on his journey. While the man was on his way, some of his servants met him with the news that his son was alive and well. He asked them when the boy had begun to get better, and they replied, Yesterday afternoon, at one o'clock, his fever suddenly disappeared. Then the father realized that that was the very time Jesus had told him, Your son will live. And he and his entire household believed in Jesus. Your son will live. The promise, the process, a 40-kilometer journey, sleeping, camping, wrestling with your thoughts, <laughs> the promise and the process. And, and one more uh, thing about this, this account, which is an amazing story. I love, it's one of my favorite um, healing accounts in, in all the gospels. But in verse 48, which we skipped over before, I was being a bit sneaky, but because I wanted to share this last, Jesus, like as the father was asking for a miracle and pleading and begging. The word used there is he was begging Jesus for a miracle. Jesus asked him, he said, will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? Now this father who was in a desperate situation came to Jesus for a miracle. But Jesus indicates in his response that his priority is not just what he can do for us, but who he is to us, who he is to us. Will you never believe in me, he says. And, and this is not to shame us or, or, or to, to dismiss the fact that God wants to be our helper and he hears our prayer, he hears our cry, and he wants to help our situation. But, uh, it, but even if we never see a miracle take place in this life, the point is that he himself is the miracle. This father was seeking a result and Jesus was right in front of him. The miracle was right in front of him. And he didn't even 
notice that or see that. And Jesus' response here reminds us that our biggest need is not a temporal miracle. We need an eternal Messiah. Amen? A savior, a healer, not just of our sickness or our son's sickness, but of our sinful nature. Uh, and, And it's important here to be reminded that our goal is Jesus, not the miracle, but the miracle giver. And some final thoughts to reflect on here and some questions to throw around as we're pondering and looking at God's word and thinking about the promise and the process. Question number one, have you heard Jesus's words to you? Have you read them? The gospels are filled with his words. You know, I've got a a few Bibles. A lot of them are are red letter Bibles, mate. These red words, I build my life on those red letters, the words of Jesus. Words like in John 10, 10, I came that they, meaning you, may have life and have it abundantly. Or words like this in Matthew 6, 28, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Have you heard those words? Have you have you allowed those words to take deep root in your heart? Or this famously in John 3:16, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Have you heard his words? Do you know his words? Question number 2. Will you take Jesus at his word? Once you've heard it, once you've read it, will you believe? Will you start your journey just like this father did and sleep on it and rest on it and build your step-by-step journey of faith believing those words? Will you take Jesus at his word? I believe. I believe in his word. Jesus, we believe in your word. We stand on your word. We stand on your promises and what you have said. Question number three, are you begging for a miracle but missing the Messiah? Are you believing for a result from Jesus, but missing your relationship with him? With him. And I know it's a mature thing to speak like this because we're so focused on the temporal. But the truth is, is even if the miracle didn't happen, the biggest miracle when we believe in Jesus is that we will be with him for eternity. Amen. We stand on his word to walk with him. To know him is the greatest miracle day by day. And maybe you're watching today or listening on a podcast and you have not started that journey of walking with Jesus. He wants to know you. It's the whole reason why he came. It's because, and we read it in John 3, 16, God loved the world so much he gave his one and only son. Have you accepted him into your life today. If you haven't, I'd love to lead you in a prayer. And this prayer is the start. It's it's saying to God, hey, I'm going to start this journey today. When you ask Jesus to come into your life to forgive you, he forgives you. You can enter a friendship with him today. You can enter heaven one day. You know that this we talked about where you are right now and where you will be. Where you are right now, you might not be a Christian. You might have walked away from the Lord. Maybe you grew up in church. But where God wants to take you is heaven with him one day. And this process of walking with him day by day, it begins right now by faith. So if you want to make that decision, 
I'm going to say this prayer out loud. The words are going to come up on the screen. I want you to pray this to him as I pray it out loud. It goes like this. Dear Jesus, I pray to you today and I ask you to forgive my sin. I give my heart to you. I believe in you. I believe you came and that you gave your life on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again. And today I receive by faith your forgiveness and friendship. I thank you that I will enter heaven one day to be with you forever. Help me on this journey. Amen. Amen. Well, if you said that prayer, you're being like that desperate father. You are taking Jesus at his word and believing him and taking the first steps of your journey. We would love to help you. So I'd love to, I know we're in lockdown right now. I'd love to send you a Bible. I'd love to to do whatever we can to help you find a church. If you're watching from somewhere out of area, maybe you want to find uh, some community and, and friendship in our church. That'd be awesome. Uh, we'd love to have you get connected in, but we would love to help you on that journey. So head to our website, click on the connect with us button. There's a there's a, a connect form in there and ba- we're not going to twist your arm or anything like that. We just want to help you. That's honest truth. So, hey, I hope you've enjoyed the word today. And can I encourage you, wherever you're at, let's believe Jesus at his word. Amen.